Hey mamas, and welcome back to the Home and Hustle podcast, where we are talking all things motherhood. Whether you're conquering the boardroom or the playroom, or doing both like me, this show is for you. Today, I've got Delisa Abraham on, and you're going to love her story. She's a mom, an entrepreneur, and a mom to an entrepreneur. And her daughter started her entrepreneurship as a toddler. I was so impressed by this story, and I think you will be too. Delisa also shares advice on how to set your kids up for success from an extremely young age, and it's really worth the listen. So stay tuned and enjoy it. So Delisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. I am excited to have you here, but before we really get into it, can you um, go into a little bit of detail on where you started and how you got where you are now? Oh, I hope you guys are ready and have tea and popcorn and all the things. You might be here or not. <laughs> But I promise I'll keep it as short as possible. So I'm a parent, mom, my daughter, Faith. She's going to be seven uh, in about a month. So that's so exciting. And I started off my journey, my career, really, um, in the military. So I I went to school, I did the university, and then I was a reservist in the military. And once I retired after about 14 years, like literally, I think it was like a month or two months before, like the 14th year, I retired. And... um, because I, I was done and I started working in corporate world. And that's when I got pregnant <laughs> and I had my daughter. And really the the business Faith and Sparkle World started, the company started um, because she wanted to share her message of kindness and compassion and really share her experience of being kind and, and understanding what is a superhero and a doctor. And this is from the eyes of the child and her experience. And so we started off with these children's book. And then, of course, we expanded out where now I am a leadership coach. Now, if you're following along since the beginning, you remember that I said I was in the military. So in the military, I did a lot of my leadership training. Um, I was in charge. I was leading teams. I was in charge of teams and also managing them. Uh, And then in the corporate world, I worked with a lot of CEOs um, and executives, C-suite executives. So all of my skills, talents, abilities, all those things that helps me and um, supported my growth, as well as I have a degree in humanities and in and a postgrad in researching. So then, of course, now we have Faith in Sparkles World. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I love that this is your daughter's idea. I didn't realize that. Yes, I know. I always tell people that. Like, and even when the when we get on the uh, people get on our social media channels, she's on there. She's not on there a lot because. You know, you have to find the right balance um, yeah. in terms of, you know, she's just she's a child. Right. And I don't want to. Yes. I want her to, to enjoy her childhood. But definitely she's on there and, and she's sharing about being kind and the value of being kind and um, sharing about her books and really interacting with the community of parents. That's children. amazing. Yeah. How did she like I mean, like you said, she's almost seven. Right. It's blowing my mind that she was able to, like, put this together that she wants to spread kindness. That's insane to me. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I could definitely, we can definitely um, get into that story. When she was, my mom was diagnosed with cancer, breast cancer. A few years prior, my mom had, um, it was like throat. uh, They had a, um, like a cancerous uh, tumor. On her throat. Oh, God. She didn't have to take her, her thyroid. They took out her thyroid, and that's when they did the biopsy and they found that out. But then a few years later, now she has that breast cancer. So Faith is born at this time. Uh, and when she was two, she really wanted to support her grandmother because really it's just the three of us and our dog. 
Sparkle. So the name of the company, Faith and Sparkle, is Faith, my daughter, and Sparkle, our pup, who just passed. Um, I saw that. Yeah. And um, we were there helping her, like, are you taking your vitamins, which was actually her medication, but we just used the word vitamins to make it not so um, traumatic uh, for as, as traumatic, I should say. And um, she would say, oh, you didn't eat your vegetables today. Even though secretly she wasn't really eating her vegetables either. <laughs> <laughs> Who's trying to make sure her grandma was? <laughs> yes, of course. Well, because she knows that she wasn't well and she wanted to make sure that she was strong. So as all children and and, and uh, the moms that are listening in and, and for yourself, you guys can all attest the children just want to help all the time. They want to be supportive. And that's what Faith did. And after my mom recovered, this is where... Um, Faith said to me, like, after her third birthday, mom, I'm a superhero doctor. That's who she saw herself as, a superhero doctor. And I was like, this is like 12 o'clock at night, maybe after 12, I don't know. But it was, <laughs> I just wanted to sleep. And she's up talking about whatever. And then all of a sudden, she's whispering, she's a superhero doctor. Uh, and so that's, that's what was like, okay, that's nice. Yeah. She's like, you're not listening. You know, kids, they always throw our words back at us, right? You're a doctor. <laughs> right. I really had to get one at that time and say, okay, well, what does this do? And then as she explained it, then she's like, can we do some homework? Because she wanted it to be written out. Now, can she physically write at that time? No, she wasn't the best writer. She's two going on three years old. I mean, like, yeah, she's tracing letters, but she wasn't writing full-blown novels. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> a, a few weeks later of her being persistent, saying, when are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? Um, we went back to my mom's house. Uh, sat on her dining room table and I did a quick like six, seven, eight minute video, whatever, until she told me to turn it off. I just wanted to record that moment where she's sharing with me um, what does a superhero do? And of course, Sparkle is in the background barking, telling us like her part and me asking <laughs> questions and, and uh, she's saying what it does. And then she's even saying what color she wants. Like she likes the yellows and the blues and Sparkle and her are flying in the sky and like, all of these things of like, um, not only of the story, but like the illustrations of how she wanted it to be. Could she draw at that time? No, it wasn't the best drawer or the best color. And it's okay because this was a moment. And um, and that moment was, that moment empowered, encouraged, and cultivated confidence because at 12 o'clock at night when I wanted to sleep and she told me I wasn't listening, <laughs> I sat up and we did listen, right? And um, that gave her that confidence within herself. So this is how it went. And, and once the story was written down, it was honestly it's like eight pages. I still have where it was handwritten. Um, she asked for it to be a real book. That's amazing. I'm very impressed by her. Oh, are you? Yeah, no, this is, this is a story. <laughs> that's beautiful. I mean, I uh, being like an entrepreneur myself, I, that's definitely something that I want to instill in my daughter, of course, when she's only nine months old right now. So when she gets a little bit older, um, but the fact that Faith came up with this all on her own is so amazing. And um, I bet you're really excited to see what she comes up with as she grows up. Oh, well, there's there's a lot. I'm working on a lot right now with what she's come up with. But right. uh, oh. Well, I will, I will share. Don't worry. But just to um, go back to what you said about with your daughter, I, I wanted to be very clear. The work started while she was in the belly and while she was still a baby before she could even walk or talk. 
And that came from me, well, you know, one with the research that I've done and my experience and everything. How do I create a space of creativity and confidence, not only for myself, but for my daughter? And so the home really was being, I, I had to create that space for her to thrive. And it wasn't just me. You can't be walking around speaking affirmations all day. We don't, we don't, we don't have time for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> that sometimes when she's sleeping in the day, what is playing in the background? What is she listening to? What is she hearing? Sometimes when, even when we're playing, um, what are we listening to? What is the energy in that space or in the house as a home? And then even me speaking life over her, right? Um, or praying. Um, that helped a lot because the things that I the life that I spoke over her, even when she was a baby, translated as well into her knowing like what she wants to do. So me saying, okay, you are intelligent, for example, or, you know, when you, you make friends easily, um, you enjoy life, you have a zest for life. These are just one or two things. You, you can tailor it to suit um, the personality of your child or children. All of those things made such an impact. So when she was two and a half, going to the Montessori school and saying, this is where my daughter is at. It was easy for her to just blend in because it was just like, it was just this natural um, flow and she was ready for it. It wasn't like a force or a rush. And then when she was three and she was winning awards for reading and math, in uh, these national awards, it was just easy for, it, it was just like one of those things. There wasn't anything pushed like saying, this is what you have to do and you have to do one plus one is two and all of those. Like I wasn't doing any of those things, but allowing her to be creative and ensuring that the space in our home, what she's exposed to was filled with a uh, full of creativity. And then that in itself helped to not only make her feel confident, it built a trust and a bond with us. And then all of a sudden her purpose, this is what I want to do. This is who I am, really starts bubbling up because children naturally do this, right? It's it's us old folks, <laughs> us parents yeah. that listen and, and know how to guide them accordingly. Yeah, that's that's amazing advice. Um, what types of things did you like? Were you listening to like any sort of like music or sounds or was it just like you telling her these things? Oh, so it's a it's a combination of both. And and, uh, you know, I, I'm not expecting anyone to go out and, and uh, buy any uh, specific CDs or D. Uh, well, they probably don't have CDs anymore, but whatever else there is, they have the iTunes. You don't have to unless you already have it. But even if you just go right on YouTube, for example, and um, there is a channel called Your Creative that we were listening to at that time, and they have a children's success meditation on there that I really liked. And I was actually playing it. So there's lots of children's success or affirmation stuff for children that's on there. But this one specifically, because the creator of that channel, the person, he deals with entrepreneurs. Um, when he created the children's success one, it's targeted for children. But because he knew what um, level of uh, music and the vibrations and and all of those things, and and then of course the voice, all of those, uh, the tonality. It when you put it on when your children are sleeping, similar to many many moons ago. I don't know how how old your audience is, but they used to say sleep with your um, 
sleep with your spelling words under your pillow and then when you wake up you'll remember or read before you go to sleep read your stuff before you go to sleep so when you go to sleep and you wake up you'll remember it that is essentially like like one thing that I did and that's one um creator that I used on utilize not used utilized on YouTube to really not only plant the seed for her but also to help her flourish and so that was one and then another one um was just listening to certain sounds it could be dolphins or uh rain and the reason why I was using these like more natural sounds is because children more attuned to it. And what it does is it helps to heal, like if you're doing healing music, it helps to heal your um, your nervous system. It helps to bring your brain into alignment. It opens up your heart. So those ones did not have words when we're playing on the ground. They're just background sound. And not all the time you need to have it, um, but it's background sound to really uplift the environment that we are in bring both her and I into balance. And as you get into balance, because you have that natural connection anyways, because your parent-child connection, you start strengthening that umbilical cord, the invisible umbilical cord really starts tightening and you become attuned. So you don't have to be like, well, this is like, you have to get this perfect or it has to be like this or you're not going through that. You're allowing the child to be creative, to expand their heart, their heart, to be themselves. And you're doing it in an environment where they are feeling safe, they are comforted, and it fosters creativity. That's amazing. I love that. It's funny that you say like the nature sounds helps them because that is something that when um, my daughter is just like losing it and I can't get her to stop crying, we always go outside. Or if it's too cold, we sit in the bath and play with water. And it's like either sitting in the grass or sitting in the water like helps her automatically. Like, And it's amazing how well those two things work. So it's funny that you mentioned that, it, that it's like connected to the nervous system. Well, it, it is. And for, um, uh, for, for your audience, the audience that are listening in, I want you guys to know this is not something I'm making up on my own, right? These are like, these are proven facts like even if you you just go on google i know it says you can't google does google has all the answers but it doesn't have all the answers <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um but you know you could just like just go on there and like look and then all of a sudden you'll see the benefits and the effects of nature but when you start playing it in the home even just having like plants in the home your breath quality increases um your lung capacity increases your and with that your mind becomes clearer you have better clarity your children have much more clarity so now it is easier for you to focus on what it is that you need to do when you're working and to be aligned and in tune and your children independently even if they're at school or home right now or whatever they're doing playing by themselves they can still be aligned and I'm going to be very honest, there are times that I will put on some music when I want to get something done. So a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs have the time blocking and they're like, okay, from nine to 11, I'm just focused on this time and I'm doing that. Super great. And it works. If you include some really 
uplifting sounds or music, even if it's rain, and I'm just using very simple one, everyone is different, and but you just put that on very gently in the background. What it does is now, even though you're focused and you're concentrated, you are activating different wavelengths in your brain. So yes, you're consciously doing the work. Indeed, you are. But then you're also activated your subconscious now to start working with you. Now you've opened up your very spirit. So if you have to make a phone call or send an email or whatever it is that you're doing in that time, all of a sudden, not only is it easier for you to do, but it, it becomes effortless. And what you want to say comes out naturally. What you need to do comes out naturally. Try it. You will see. That's, I'm going to try it. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I really love that. What gave you like the foresight to start doing these things for your daughter when she was a baby? Like, did someone suggest it to you or did you just do your own research and stuff? Oh, I love this question. So great. Um, because I, I get to talk about <laughs> all the things that I'm used to. So when I was in the military, as I mentioned in the introduction, I, um, I have to work with different people. So I started off in the army for many years and then I did an element transfer and I went to the Navy. Now, when I did a transfer, now I'm in a new environment and I'm working with people that I don't know. And of course, in the military at that time, it was very masculine. This is about 20 years ago, a very masculine environment. Um, so you have to learn as a woman how to still be yourself, still lead, um, and also get gather get garner respect from those that you're working with and your peers so you we're we're always women oh my goodness i love us so it started off with that and i had to do my own leadership training outside of what i was taught because what i was taught was a very masculine way of being there's nothing wrong with that there is a time and a place for it however it was very male dominated dominative as well as authoritative that authoritative style of leadership so i went in to figure out one who i was um how i wanted to lead and what does this leadership even mean so it started off there and when i started implementing it especially when i did the elemental transfer and went into the navy then i saw the impacts and the effects of leading leading where there's that collaborative style where i'm seeing transformation in other people where there's that trust between us because you have to have trust but then like that true trust where they're like okay i know that you will stand for me so it started up there and then of course it evolved i continued on with my training when they my daughter when i was pregnant with her because i um understood the power of prayer and speaking life um uh, and meditation and, and uh, health and wellness, all of those things, because I was already doing that myself and I had training with it and I have the experience because I was doing it, um, I just implemented it right away because I had to look at who are you? I didn't look at her as, oh, this is my daughter. This is mine, right? Um, which we do. And some people might be like, well, that's pretty harsh. But I looked at it as, okay, 
who am I in this role? Yes, I am your mother, but who are you as a person and what are you going to be without me having to tell you, why don't you do this or that or, or sway? We all have influence, right? The parents do have the influence, but I wanted her to know who she was because we're living in such a time, especially with mental health issues, uh, that children need to know themselves. So when they're faced with whatever it is that they're faced with, it doesn't matter the decision they make because they will eventually, they will always come back to, oh, the foundation that was laid. So laying the foundation for me was very key. And even in my coaching business, when I'm coaching parents, um, entrepreneurs, leaders, I always start off with the foundation. What foundation do you have? Because if it's not strong, regardless of the decisions that you make, good, bad, or indifferent, if it's not strong, you will sink. It may not be today, but tomorrow. But when you have a strong and a solid foundation, when you go out there, whatever decisions come your way, whatever decisions you make or whatever comes your way, you might be standing, like, you might be like, oh, what am I going to do now? And you might be frozen. And this happened to my daughter when she was bullied. But then you would remember yourself and you would know how to respond instead of react. You will know, um, okay, who to go to. You, you would understand your allies in these situations. So I'm using a lot of corporate words or tactical words, but you have to view it similar to that, right? Because it's a war zone out there in those schools. Right, like oh yeah, it ain't. Oh yeah, it, it's crazy. Your your child needs to know. It needs to be equipped. So that's yeah. how I approached it, and that is essentially what I did. Ensured she had the foundation needed, so when she's faced with whatever she was faced with, then she can stand, and she can still know who she was. She could remember herself. That is amazing, and such a gift to her. Honestly, I think it's safe to say most of us. We're not given that as kids. So if like you're an adult who feels like you don't have a foundation and you need one, what like steps would you take to now create your foundation as adult as an adult? Oh, yes, absolutely. So it's never too late and we can always start. So the first thing you need to look at is understanding who you are. You need to know who you are. The second step to knowing who you are is to seek support and help. So I work with um, parents, I work with um, entrepreneurs, uh, <clears throat> and a lot of them come and they're thinking, well, I don't really need leadership training. I don't need this because I have to get a business coach and I need a fitness coach and I need a, a self-care coach. I need a, a, what do you call it, a, a, a clothing coach coach or something like you know the, those ones like, like the dress dress coach right dress coach i i don't i there the name um skips my mind right now so forgive me if i didn't say the right term or, or use the right <laughs> wording um and they need all of those things but then they forget the leadership piece and so i'll come back and answer it but i just wanted to to say that and when they look at anyone in your industry so anyone in the audience that's listening whatever it is that you're doing maybe you're uh, right now you have your side side hustle business, right? That you're working from at home. Perhaps you are, uh, you, you work, you, you're, you know, of course we all have our work and, and you're out of the home and you're thinking, so well, I don't really need leadership because I work a nine to five. Yes, you do need it. Because when you look at every and any 
top people in your industry, they will tell you that when they neglected the leadership piece, yes, they may have gotten money. Yes, they could have done all of those things. But eventually what happens is that they start seeing the leaking happen and they couldn't meet their team and or maybe they went into burnout mode um, and then they have to like restart all over again or they cashed out before they crashed and then they had to like reset before they get back into what it is that they're doing and then they found out oh i needed a leadership piece because i need to know how to lead myself i need to learn how to lead my team i need to learn how to lead my family and so coming back now to knowing who you are then you have to figure out where do i need support who can help me on this journey and it doesn't have to be the whole big picture of like, well, I'm suffering from uh, depression or anxiety. I have ADHD. Yes, we have our doctors that can help us with that and, you know, support us on our journey. Um, perhaps you might need a therapist at like immediate. What is the, the most pressing issue of what I need right now to support? So then you get that immediate support. And then the third thing you do is change what you're reading, change what you're watching, change what you're listening to, because it has a direct correlation to the vibrations that is happening in your body, to your mental wavelengths. So if you are watching um, death and murder, I'm just saying like on TV all the time, then guess what? It be, you become immune to it. And it seems like that is normal. If you're watching a lot of things on um, sexuality, like sexual stuff, it becomes like normal to you, right? Uh, but if you're engrossed in and you're focused in, okay, what do I need to learn in this moment? How is this going to benefit me and value me? Look at the value what you're watching is going to help you with. So we watch some sometimes uh, with with our children. We watch um, whatever the family shows the the children's cartoon or something, right? Everything is everyone is different. But when your kids are asking you questions about the show you're watching, hey, that's a great teachable moment, and that's when you can extract value. What is the theme that they're pulling on there? Like the not giving up theme, for example, or pursuing the dream theme for, you know, so then that is what you're like, okay, this is what I'm focusing on. When you're in your car and you're listening to music on the radio, what station are you listening to? Now that is a direct correlation to when you show up to your workspace, are you pumped up and excited and charged or you, you show up, maybe you're doing your work from home. Um, you're showing up uh, and you're recording you know, with zest and vibrancy and energy, right? So it's like getting those motivational speeches. I remember, uh, you know, before my daughter was born, I was listening to those motivational speeches before I even went to the gym, right? To like pump me up and be like, yep, yeah, I'm going to do this. This is, this is the goal, right? I was like pumped up. Same thing. Are you pumped up before you left, leave the house? Are you pumped up before you sit in front of your computer? What is the intention that you're setting from today? So to reiterate, you start off with understanding who you are. The second thing is figuring out where is the most immediate support I need right now to transform my life. The third step is understanding what am I ingesting with my eyes, with my ears, with my mouth? What am I receiving and accepting as well as speaking? That in itself is huge. That The third piece is like 
major work for everybody, including myself. And then the fourth piece, because you're going to be implementing in every single step that you go, that fourth piece, the self-care piece, the boundaries piece, that is where you're, you've evolved now from what am I ingesting to what am I going to start implementing in my life, in my brain, in my, with my hands, like how I look, how I, pre- not, not just look, but like how I'm presenting myself. What words am I choosing to speak when I'm speaking to other people? What am I choosing to listen to? And I'll leave it right there. <laughs> no, I love that. It's like everything being intentional makes a huge difference. And it's funny that you say that because I've often thought, um, I know people who will say that they have like high anxiety and I mean, I've had anxiety issues too. So no uh, no hate on that but the like the one person i'm thinking of right now uh watches and listens to true crime like 24 7 i'm like how can you not be anxious when all that you're consuming is true crime like that would absolutely heighten your anxiety 100 percent, it does heighten your anxiety because now you're exposed to you be, you can start becoming paranoid as well because yeah. You've seen how you get into the mind uh, in, a, in a way of how someone thinks that does not want a positive outcome for another. Now, right. depending on your work that you're doing, um, you need to understand how others think. And so there is a um, there are some books that you can consume that would guide you. It's not saying to look for the negativity, but what it does, it brings to your awareness, like the narcissistic behaviors of others or the tendencies. And this more so would use like in business, and I've read it, right? They talk about the psychological um, manipulation techniques, because you need to be aware of how people are. And, but that doesn't mean you're consuming daily. (laughs) Right. Uh, because you need to be aware of it so that when you're presented with it, and this is part of laying the foundation, um, you know how to stand, you know how to respond. And this is part of like the communication piece, which is huge now. Um, not It was always huge, but now ever so much more needed now in understanding people so you can most effectively communicate. Yes, definitely. I love that. Um, I know on your Instagram, you talk about like leadership laws of momentum. Uh, can you elaborate into that a little bit? Oh, the oh well, thank you so much for uh, watching that piece. Yes. Um, so <laughs> the law of momentum. Uh, this was this was uh, from my in January's webinar that I host. I host a free webinar every month, and there are twenty one laws to it. But in the law of momentum, it just that like keep going. Let's say you do that one thing good. Um, I'll give an example. When I started out uh, last year, well. We've been in business for a while, but I was like, okay, how are we going to get media exposure? Because you start, I started going to like these bigger um, media outlets. And yes, we did get some attention. Yes, uh, Faith was on television. I was on television. did all those things. But how can I do this consistently? Because we need to be in the media. So now I have to sit back and look, okay, what is a good medium for us? Podcasting, for example, that was one medium. And so I was like, all right, this is great. So now I'm like, well, which groups do I need to be in? So I'm out there and I'm scavenging. So I knew that it was possible to be in the media because we have a good story. 
We have a great message and we have an excellent, not only product, but service. Mm -hmm. So how, how can that translate? And so that was where that momentum came. So I said, okay, I've already did it because I didn't have anybody to help me at that time. So I did it. And then the next step was like, how do I keep going forward? And then when the podcasting world opened up to me and I started to learn a lot about it, and I was even doing interviews with other people that help people get on podcasts. And I was like, I can't afford what you're telling me right now to like get on some pod. Like, are you kidding? Yeah, they, they're expensive. <laughs> yeah. You, you know that like what they're asking. Uh, and so I went into the groups and I, I see people post about them. So I don't even post about myself. I just scroll through and I'm like, oh yeah, this aligns, this aligns. And I'm like, let's connect, let's connect. And from that, I found like it becomes easier. Now I can apply, I can share my message. And I wasn't, initially when I did it, it was just really for awareness. And then when I see, okay, great. Now people like what I'm saying. People like the message that um, of what I'm speaking on, uh, on leadership. And then I, I gain as like my third wind, I should say, in saying, okay, well, what value am I going to bring? And so then that's where I started offering the uh, free discovery call as well as our ebook. What is this value? Or, you know, joining our Facebook group. So that was part of the value. And then now it's to the point where was that next step? And so the next step now is going on stages and, and getting someone to help me, to support me in in this endeavor, in this area of the business, not just myself, but remember it's Faith and I together. It's not just me with this business because Faith is also doing the books and, and the, um, the empowerment books. So all of that together, I needed support with it. So that is where that law of momentum comes. It's like you have a win and we, do, we don't rest on our laurels. We take the next step and we take the next step and we continue on. And before you know it, it's just like, one after the next, after the next. I'm going to be honest. Is it always going to be massive wins? No. But every single win, big, small, or sometimes even if it's just like a little stagnant for, for a while, not too long, not too long. We never want anything to stay stagnant for long. Then you celebrate it. You embrace it and you welcome it because you know, you know that, you know, the next win is coming along. That's great. So I hate to be like, um, negative here but would that law of momentum be the same for like something bad that happened like how do you break that for the negativity oh that's not being negative you're actually just talking truth right and this is a valid <laughs> question i'm going to tell you about myself again when i would get nervous and anxious or anxiety especially from my military days right because it's a habit that i that i nurtured not a very good habit. So when I when I was getting like some severe anxiety because I was like questioning and, and the reason why I would have it is because maybe there was a situation I was trying to fix it. I could not sleep. I can't sleep in the night, which, you know, insomnia, a lot of people will have that. And then all of a sudden I would eat. Like for me to get a solution, I would eat like three o'clock in the morning. I, I can't sleep. I'm walking around. I'm trying to figure it out. And I would eat. Now, did I do all the meditation stuff and everything else? Yes, I was doing that. But then when a serious crisis came, and after I had my daughter, I was like, okay, this got to stop. But then I went into the cycle of exercising, over-exercising. Now, this was a habit that I had in the military. Because when you're in the military, you have to be fit. So I, and I, and I didn't have any responsibilities. So I was exercising like three, four hours in a day. 
didn't matter if I was working on wow. like I would find the time. Like I was, yeah, like two hours in the morning or an hour and a half in the morning and an hour and a half in the afternoon. Like I was in the gym. And um, so, but then that became extreme as well. After that, my daughter was doing that. And I was like, okay, this isn't working. So how am I going to fix it? So what happened is now I got to this point, especially with the business, where it's like, if there's an issue and it's at night, well, I'm just going to read a book. If I can't sleep, just read a book. So I had to shift it, shift what I was doing to be able to make the changes in my life that I needed to see. Now, did it happen overnight? No. But I also went to find out when I spoke earlier about figuring out what is the pressing need. And then once you know what the pressing need is, seek support and help. So last year, for the first time, I never had a health and wellness coach before, ever. And last year I did that. Not because I needed them to encourage me to go and work out. Not because I needed them to tell me how to train. Because this was something that I've been doing for a huge part of my life, but because I wanted to tap into the mental mindset space. What is it in my brain that is making me continue doing this? And, you know, the first one, okay, you know, the first one I discovered, she was okay. The second guy, yeah, he was all right, but I didn't get enough until I sat down and I reflected. And then I was like, this is what I'm going to do. This is the change I'm going to make. Now, were they helpful? Yes. Did I need them? Yes. I'm glad that I actually worked with them. But it was me who said, okay, I am making this change for myself. That is, I feel like that's the biggest motivator right there. And I know so many people, myself included, struggle with like shifting your mindset where I'm like big on if something is like really stressing me out or something bad is happening, I... I wallow in it sometimes and it's definitely not good and learning to shift your mindset is tough but once you do it it is absolutely worth all the effort that you put into it absolutely and the best part is when I spoke on the law of momentum like celebrating those wins now I know it's huge on social media now for people to start posting their wins right um I don't really do that because it's not necessary for me um, or, or posting. This is what I'm working on. I really need to do that because I recognize when you're putting things out there, you don't know the intentions of other people. So when when you have like your goals, for example, um, that you're working on or anything that you're working on, even if it's just your mindset, something you want to you want to hold on to it. You want to protect it and nurture it and have people that can support you in that as well, so that you become stronger, similar to the foundation that you laid for your children and for yourself. You need to build it up. So when you do share a win about whatever it is that um, that you want to share on, you're strong enough. So even if someone's sending out those negative energies towards you, you can withstand it and you could hold it because you're just, you're, you have that strength. Yeah, definitely. Social media is so tough because it's like so good in so many ways for especially for entrepreneurs. Like we get an audience that we never would have had otherwise. But it's also one of like the biggest sources of negativity for me where sometimes you scroll and only see negative things or it's like you see other people like uh, like being ill-intentioned toward other people. And it's just, it is a really tough space for me to be in for sure. Mm-hmm. 100%. It can be. It can be. And um, limiting 
what you, or being intentional about what you put on there too, makes a difference because what that does, especially if you're an entrepreneur, when you shift what you put out there, you start to attract and magnetize the right people to come to your feed. So, and then you do a purge, which everyone recommends, right? Do a media purge. Like, I, I really connect. I, I don't align with what you're saying or doing anymore. Do that purge. Get rid of the people. Like, they could still follow you. That's great. But you can unfollow those that no longer align with your values, with your morals, with your beliefs. It's okay. It's not a bad thing. It's just, you just don't align. And start magnetizing the people that align with your values, your morals, your beliefs, and what you're sharing out there, your ideal client. And it works hand in hand. And this is where you start now building friendship, like authentic, genuine friendship. Uh, and that that is the key because we live in such a time where we have in-person friendship, but we also need to, you know, it's a global world. So yeah, <laughs> we need to know how to make friends online, not just to, to be like, oh, you're my friend, but you know, we we have to we're we're in this we're we're gifted with this um we were gifted to to be this generation to learn how to um have that etiquette and and build relationships online definitely i definitely have like friendships uh with people i've never met in real life because we just connect over being entrepreneurs or whatever and we support each other and it's amazing that's why i love social media but it's also a really tough place to be sometimes. <laughs> so um, I just want to ask you one more question before we wrap up. Um, how do you, so you said your daughter Faith is like active online, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, she's okay. under the Sparkles world. Yes, yes. When I think, okay, yeah. Yeah, so you will see her about once or twice a week or you will see the books out there. Um, and this is intentional. Like I don't share what we do um on the weekends or where we're going and stuff and and i do that for safety reasons i mean yeah i see I mean, there's a lot of people that share all of those things and there's that works for them but because i really wanted um our channel to be um for the business this is like a business channel you would see right. her but i don't want to i don't want her to feel like this is a job like right. you know this is this is this is your job you got to do it you know, I want yeah. to, you know, enjoy this and uh, and to do it. But yes, her books are available. You just have to go to faithandsparklesworld.com or on our social media, any of our social media, Faith and Sparkles World. That's amazing. I don't I don't post um, like my daughter online anywhere, like where we've been. I'll send a picture of her like while we're at home or something, but I'm not like I don't check in for very, for safety reasons. But um, do you have any like advice, I guess, on social media safety for your kids who are online, if it's whether it's a business page or a personal page, because um, social media scares the death out of me for yeah. for when my daughter gets to that point. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, one of the biggest things I would say is exactly what you're doing. Don't put the check-ins. It's not necessary. You don't need to, like, right. people need to know that you travel to, even if it's in the past and you're no longer there. People don't need to know that that's where you've been. I mean, you can right. show your thinking or something or whatever if you want to, but um, don't post that because then people could start tracking you or targeting. Um, another thing is, let's say it's for business and and there's 
focus on your business, especially if it's a business page. If there's no reason for your child to be on there, there's no reason. Now, I do see a lot of um, entrepreneurs now, uh, women entrepreneurs that, you know, are have been in the game for a while. Sometimes they might have one or two videos to promote maybe a, a course that they're doing. They might have their their children acting in there once or twice, but it's very limited, as I said. Like, it, they don't, they're not, the, their children are allowed to be children and the children are a bit older. So yeah. they've introduced them and they're not like, they're not really doing anything. They're just, they're there and they might ask one or two questions. Like, so be be cautious as well as intentional about what the, and focus on your message, focus on what it is that you want to state. And then the third thing is, if your child doesn't need to be on there, Put um those stickies. Be like those celebrities that put the stickies on their children's faces. Yeah. Yeah. Like right. when you look into the Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, unless um their their children's picture is taken by the media, like in the UK or something like that, and then you you might see their kids once or twice. But really when they post anything, they never really post about their children. Right. <laughs> Well, what it is that they're posting, even if they're going to have a fun night, and then it still relates to Blake Lively's Betty drink or Ryan Reynolds' gin gin drink or the football team or something like that, right? Like, right. They're very intentional and um, conscious about what they're putting on there. Now, do people know that they're married and they have kids? Yeah, right. But that's the focus. Exactly. And I mean, with that and many eyes on you and you're a celebrity, like it's t- it's just so it's a scary world. And to put your kids out there on social media is scary. Even just with us. Right. Right. With, um, you don't know who's following you. Now, I'm not saying this to scare anybody, but, right. you know, you have, to, you have to know this way. It's important to know your neighbors. Right. You yes. Know, this is around us. Um, I lived in a time where you'd be like, oh, you have to help your neighbor. Right. This is like, go help out, you know, the the old guy down the street or, you know, and now it's like, whoa, why? You know, you have to you have to still know who is in your neighborhood. You have to know all of them. You don't have to be like best friends with them. And you still have to be your children with this new these new safety rules. You can still show respect and kindness, but you're not going in a place by yourself. never yeah and you have to and you have to be honest right teaching your kids be honest and open with me because when they go to school even if they're seven eight years old nine years old now they all have phones i know it's so crazy yeah and they're all on facebook you know like facebook kids or something like what the heck you know like you don't need to be on these things um my daughter's not on those things but i'm just saying like these are what you know the kids have so uh teaching your children these things, making them aware of the dangers, because I let my daughters know straight up what is happening and I don't hide it. I tell her. And at the same time, building um, that communication trust bond with them so they can come to you with anything and everything. Yes, that's so, so important. Well, that is really all we got for today. And this is amazing, amazing conversation. I feel like I could talk to you forever. So um, I really thank you for being on here. Um, Do you just want to share where people can find you if they want to work with you or um, you can share about Facebooks again? 
Yes, absolutely. Just go to our website, www.apeandsparkles, there's an S at the end, world.com. And you was, you would uh, go to the shop, you will find Bates Books, and then you go on the mentorship page, you will see all my offerings for my services um, on leadership. Um, if you are an entrepreneur, I, I invite you to, you know, book a discovery call or even a parent, book a discovery call with me. It is free. Um, you have 30 minutes and we will, um, we will focus in on one issue, one immediate need, and I'll give you some tangible, um, tips so you can start implementing. And when you're ready to work together, Hey, I'm here for you. That's amazing. That's a really good discovery call. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. You know, I get, um, I, I, I have. The clients that I have, it started off with like the 30 minute call last year. And then I would end up getting a second call. And then they did the 90 minutes. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to do your three month coaching um, because what I'm offering, not many people don't offer it. I, I, I will say that. What I, what I offer, and it isn't just the, the, um, the coaching piece, it is, it is the support that comes along with the coaching. Right. Yeah. Business, you're going to be getting VA support. You're going to be getting um, that one on one uh, working. I'm going to expose you to different areas of how you can financially sustain your business and at the same time grow. So you're getting the exposure and then meeting the right people. So then you can eventually grow and expand so you could invest in yourself, invest in your business because we all have to invest sometime. Right. Right. Definitely. Well, that's amazing. And like I said, I had a really good conversation with you. We'll tag all of your stuff and your uh, website and everything in the notes here. But um, it was really great to have you on. Thank you so much. I look forward to speaking to all of you that booked the discovery call. I'm sure there will be some. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Home and Hustle Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and I hope you were able to get something to use with your kids, whether you want them to think more positive thoughts or become an entrepreneur. Delisa really shared information that could help so many of us. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support me, please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts and following me on Instagram at Home and Hustle Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy your day.